She became a self-made millionaire by the age of 40, and apparently this is how she did it. So, five things I did to become a millionaire by age 40, part two. If you're going to try to do like a 5% deposit for real estate, that is such a dangerous path. Like people got to be so careful when it comes to debt of any kind. Well, I mean, I can understand that one, where you want to stay consistent and you don't want to sell out of fear or by peer pressure. I mean, I can understand doing that, but at the same time, the problem that I see with people who try to do this sort of stuff, right, where you go and buy a property, put as little as you possibly can, try to run it out, try to turn a profit on that small amount of take-home that you can get, right? Like, they never really factor in risk, right? Like, sure, you might be making like 300 to $500 profit per month. But does that account for any of the maintenance that you're probably going to have to do? Does that account for any of the taxes that you're going to have to pay, right? Is that going to cover any of the broken <laughs> appliances or even stolen appliances in that property, right? Is that going to cover maybe you getting sued? Is that going to cover you trying to evict someone? Like, this is the thing that people never really factor in when they try to get into real estate and make money from the rent. Like, depending on your situation and your luck of the draw, you could probably go potentially months without seeing a rental paycheck. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're trying to do something like this, you are going to completely financially screw yourself. Like you have to be so careful when you're using, like she said, other people's money, right? Because you're still on the hook for that money regardless. You owe that money regardless. Right? Which is why I always think people should be as cash heavy as they can be in terms of like buying things. Like, if you want to invest into real estate, 
try to do it with as much cash as possible, right? So that if something does happen, if you, worst case scenario, go like a year without actually getting rent, which by the way, some people have been going for like I think two years without rent due to the whole COVID uh, rules, easements basically, like allowing people to basically live rent-free, but the landlords are basically crap out of luck, basically, because they're not getting any rental payments, but the renters are living there for free for potentially two years now. Like, you could go a very long time without actually making money, and you're just footing the expenses of this thing existing, right? Like, if you're not in a financial position to where it actually makes sense to rent a property out, don't do it. Never be forced into a situation where you're going to have to rent out a property and never try to go into the rental property game when you literally got no money. Like, if you can only put down 5%, you are too poor to be getting involved in it. Now, that one I could definitely understand. You got to really focus on your strengths. So, businesswoman's money-making tips just make sense and lots of it. Maureen Pound from Melbourne, Australia shared how she, be, how she made a fortune by the time she was 40 years old. The self-made millionaire, now 54, runs the TikTok account at How to Get Laid on Tinder, where she advises others on dating, sex, relationships, and money. She shocked followers on social media when she opted not to use her own biggest asset, a 139,003 bedroom home in Melbourne, and instead rented it out for about $980 per month. I claimed tax benefits from being a landlord, then I rented something with mates, and it was much cheaper, she explained. I still live in a rental to this day, and I have these other properties. The modest millionaire has been surprised by the reaction online and doesn't consider herself uber-successful, though she's proud of what she's accomplished. I have done this all on my own, she told Southwest News Service. The mother of two first started out working as a teacher when she was 27, before moving into the corporate world. She previously wrote IT training literature for organizations such as Tesco and the United States Air Force. She's now director of a virtual assistant company, as well as a successful landlord. Panda stated that she didn't come from wealth and that her father worked three jobs to support his nine children. Dude, have you never heard of a condom? Or just, you know, pulling out? At least try? I mean, my lord, nine? Indeed, she started out the way many of us do, by saving up. 
Each pay packet I put money away for a couple years, I ended up with a 20k, I guess the Australian dollar, deposit for my first property, she recalled. I invested when working for someone else with a fixed income and then had business in a variety of cash flow, she continued. You can do both and it works. At the age of 28, she bought her first property. She since earned enough money to purchase four properties in Australia and one in Vanuatu and South Pacific and rent them out to others, a scheme that led her to millionaire status by age 39. And she now earns about around $87,000 per year this way. If you want to become a millionaire, you have to be brave and take action. If you take action, you work things out, Pound said. She's no savvier than anyone else when it comes to finances, but knows how to surround herself with the right people, she said. Everyone is intelligent in different ways. I have lots of ideas about how to take action. If you asked me about the bank interest rates on my property, I wouldn't know, she admitted. But it doesn't matter, as I have people around me. See, here's the thing. you got to be like really trusting of those people then. Like, you should really know at least the finances. So for her 14,600 followers on TikTok, many of them decades younger, she hopes to be that person. I just want to encourage people and there are still opportunities out there, she said. I feel very strongly about Gen Y and Gen Z, she continued. I feel that every generation blames the generations above them, but I think they can do it too. Younger generations can achieve a lot with their money. She urges young entrepreneurs to be brave and take action. If you take action, you find out what works and what doesn't, said Pound. People want the perfect answer. The perfect answer isn't out there. You have to find it, she said. I mean, I don't think it's like necessarily bad advice. It's just that people need to be really careful when it comes to trying to use, in quotes, other people's money. Like a lot of people think like, oh, you know, I'm going to be smarter than the system. I'm going to beat them at their own game. I'm going to put this on a card. I'm going to use the bank's money. I'm going to use Visa. I'm going to use American Express. I am better than them. I'm smarter than them. But you got to keep in mind too, all these companies have millions of basically test subjects in terms of like psychological tests that they run on people, on customers. So like, how can we get the most amount of money from these people over the lifetime of our relationship with them, right? Visa, MasterCard, American Express, every single bank are very good at making money off of you long term. Like they are going to be very good at making money off of you and off of your decisions. Keep that in mind. If you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, go down below. Feel free to give your thoughts about this, right? Again, I don't think this is necessarily a bad, like bad suggestions, but people need to factor in risk 
and not only put like 5% down. Like that is honestly scary to me, right? If I were to do like investment property kind of stuff and all that kind of thing, I would at minimum try to put down like 50%, minimum, right? Because I don't want to be stressing about payments at all. 